traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians of all breeds. This is Scott Miller coming to you live from Delray Beach, Florida on the International Equine Report. Got a great, great show coming up today. We're going to cover a lot of territory. I'll be tired at the end of this one. That's going to be for sure. Um, what we do is um, we do a lot of things here, and we do it for all breeds. And so I put together a lot of uh, different organizations and companies that we deal with uh, on the program here just to uh, cover everything that we do. And I'll give you a good, I'll give you, give you a real good example. For example, like uh, we're broadcasting on BBS radio and uh, BBS radio TV um, broadcasts live streams directly to stations in over 37 countries, which includes some of the following countries, such as France, Germany, Ireland, South Africa, Spain, Sweden, and United Kingdom, plus the United States. And what's nice about that is that covers, uh, those countries that we go to cover just about all breeds of horses. And so again, like I've always said here on the International Equine Network, um, we're, we're a company that's, uh, an information distribution company of equine, uh, events, equine products, equine, um, uh, services, uh, and, and horse people just in general. And uh, like, like BBS, we cover everything. So that's what we do here. And, and I'm really excited about it. And the only people that are, uh, we get involved with are people that can cover everything. Good example. The John Deere program has a full-time equine member program, uh, that, um, that they offer to equestrians all over the world. And what I like about it is equestrians will use anything that John Deere makes. From a weed, from a weed, uh, whacker, uh, all the way up to the big tractors and, uh, that you use out on the farms for baling hay and, you know, mowing and the bush hogs and everything. And just a quick example, um, uh, you get a good discount with, with the John Deere, uh, equine member program. For example, we got a one and two series tractor that you get 18% off the manufacturer's suggested retail price. And it's just endless what um, the types of things that you can get uh, from com commercial mowing, uh, residential mowing, uh, implements and attachments, utility vehicles, golf and sports um, uh, carts and trucks, and you name it, you, you can get a good percent off of that. In fact, uh, the Gator that I drive, uh, the old, old Pro Gator, I get 20% off off of that when we bought that. And I tell you what, I... I use the heck out of it every day, uh, from, um, dragging roads and paddocks to, uh, chasing loose horses and, and, um, you know, you name it, I use it, uh, and it's great. But again, it's like IEN. You can do everything with it. You know, so we, we were just, you know, but you know, make it easy on yourself. Uh, I was so excited to see this, uh, the Keeneland Horses of Racing Age sale. Sale is set for April the 30th. And what I like about this sale, and I suggest to people that are really just now getting into the business, uh, when you get a horse racing age sale, you can literally go buy a horse that will be ready for the track the next week. Uh, you just purchase the horse, uh, take it to your trainer, and, and you know you're pretty pretty much ready to go. Um, it was successfully held last year. Um, on the closing day of the spring meet at Kingland. So what I like about it is you can go over in, in the month of April, you can, you know, watch the races, uh, you can see all these horses work and, and see them go through the paces and, and just see what they're like. And then on the last day of the spring meet at Kingland, uh, you have, you have the, uh, uh, the sale. And, uh, I tell you what, it, it's a good sale to go to. Um, it's on Sunday, April the 30th this year at 4 p.m. Eastern Time uh, over at Keeneland. And I tell you, you can't miss it. You can't miss it because if you want to get into the business and you're serious about it, you can go get a turnkey ready-made to go the next week 
And remember, the next week Churchill Downs opens, and who knows, you might be able to uh, find a good race for your horse that you get in there at Churchill during Derby Week. And that, that's that's really a, really a plus right there in itself, you know, to see that. Um, the horseshoe uh, racetrack in Indianapolis set a $4.75 million in purses uh, for their uh, new spring meet that'll be coming up. Um, they have 30 event, events led by the July 8, $300,000 Indiana Derby. Um, the Indiana Derby and Indiana Oaks will be part of a $1.1 million eight-stakes uh, eight uh, eight races lineup on Derby Day. You know, and I tell you, the tracks are getting out. They're putting them up. They're getting them ready to go. They're giving you quality racing, quality, you know, programming. Um, they're giving you everything that they can do. And, I, and I'm, I'm just really pleased to see that we have people in the horse industry that are, you know, starting to uh, realize that it's the consumer, it's the patrons, it's the fans that you develop, and you have to, you have to uh, offer them things to, uh, to go see and, and things to do, uh, such as the Indiana Derby, the Indiana Oaks, the sales that came on, uh, you know, kind of get in the, in the flow of things. Uh, with them here and, and that's what I like about the horse business is there's always something to do whether it's um, show horses or race horses or sales or what have you it's always pretty good you know to go see and again you know um, like I said Indiana uh, they, they've got great programs uh, both from show horses and race horses and standard bread so you can always find an equine event Anywhere close to in Indiana, that, that's for sure. You know, so, um, one of the things that I was excited about and things that we're really talking about, and I bet you I say exciting a hundred times in this show today because I'm excited. Um, we, we partnered up with, uh, Keystone Montana Travers and there's a tremendous need here in the horse industry for RVs. And, and I tell you, it makes life a lot easier when you're out on, on the road with your horses at a show or going to the races or to the sales or what have you. If you can just literally, uh, you know, get, get an RV, get to wherever you're going, no matter what event you're going to, and you literally have your home on wheels right there. And let me tell you, over the years, I got tired of staying in hotels. Uh, you got to check in, you got to check out, you got to worry about food, um, you got to b- worry about doing laundry, um, you don't know if you're going to get a good room or not. Uh, you know, there's just so many things that uh, can make your life, uh, you know, uncomfortable, you know, when you're out in, in, in the hotel, you know, situation when you're traveling. And so uh, the Keystone Montana 3740 um, FK fifth wheel, it's a front kitchen. And what I like about that, uh, uh, Montana, is the fact that the kitchen is sets up in front of the trailer, and um, it's got a great big uh, uh, dining room table uh, there. Uh, it's all set up on top. You got your stove and refrigerator. Um, you got a pull-out counter. Counter. You got an 18 cubic foot uh, refrigerator, which is a, fam- a good size, you know, for a family type thing. Then on the, on the first level, you have a nice living room. Uh, you got two couches. You got two stadium or two uh, uh, rock uh, recliners uh, in there. A fireplace, a good TV. Um, I like to shower. Uh, you got a, a forty-eight by thirty-eight uh, or by thirty um, shower and with a seat in it. Uh, you have stackable washer and dryers. Um, you have a nice uh, queen or king size bed uh, with TV, plenty of storage. You have everything in there. And the whole point of, uh, of the trailer or the RV is the fact that you like to be in a comfortable situation and you can leave, you know, literally and be right there at your, um, at your home on wheels. Um, you've got everything that you need. Uh, you can do your work, your paperwork and, you can uh, entertain or have meetings uh, there um, in your RV. Uh, you don't have to be uh, fighting traffic going, you know, from the showgrounds or from the racetrack to, uh, you know, the hotels, that type of thing. 
and, and it really makes it nice. And one of the other uh, things that we do here, um, we're uh, a member of ship.com. And I like ship.com because uh, they deliver right to the uh, to the racetrack, to the showgrounds, or wherever you're at. And whatever they're selling in, um, uh, many stores like Target and Walgreens, CVS, uh, uh, Bed Bath and & Beyond, um, and they deliver right there to you so you don't have to get out in the traffic and you don't have to fight. You can have it delivered right there to, to your RV. And so that's what we uh, like about that. Uh, so, you know, it's all, again, it's about dealing with people uh, like we do here at IEN that cover everything, just not part of. And that, that's what makes uh, it a lot easier for the horseman is when you can go and deal with something that, that can take care of any and everything that, that you do, that you need, uh, you know, which is really good. So uh, now I'm going to tell you a little bit about why I've been saying deal with people that do deal with a little bit of everything. Um, here at the International Equine Network, our mission statement is to provide weekly live and tape broadcasting of domestic and international equine uh, equestrian events of all breeds, rated shows, racing, world championships, and last call, our live equine sales. International Equine Network report for 30 minutes a week. The most important time an equestrian can spend is watching the International Equine Report. With a history of success from vets, owners, trainers, riders, feed companies, tax shops, barn builders, breeders, and all the people that it takes to operate a successful equine business, we will have on our programming. International Equine Report will inform the equestrian on every aspect of the horse industry, topics including banking, pasture management, feed programs, shipping, the benefits of holistic medicine, selecting the right training program for your horse, and when and where to solve an equine problem, and much more. So we handle all that here at the International Equine Network. Um, we're going to have a, a program, a 30-minute program, a weekly half-hour program featuring everything about polo. The program will include match footage along with featured segments on players, owners, and sponsors. Chucker will follow the polo season from South Florida to New England to the Hamptons and any points west. The format of the program will be magazine style with segments introduced by knowledgeable and entertaining talent. So, you know, we're going to show a little bit more about Chucker and it's going to be a great, you know, uh, program and really get you behind the scenes in the polo world is what we're trying to do with that. And so one of the segments I really like and I really get into because it's a competition type thing in Chucker. It says, uh, it, I keep saying, uh, you know, about we got to make it interesting for people that are, are, that are not really knowledgeable about the equine industry. And I think what we're going to do on Chucker is going to really be nice. Um, in a program that we, it's going to cover, cover domestic and international polo, um, we will be doing several things on this program. The most exciting part the checker will be the goal of the week. This award will be given to a polo participant who demonstrates outstanding performances in the polo industry. At the end of the year, checker will award a um, award a polo goal of the year in six categories: player, uh, team, owner, horse, individual, and ultimate goal of the year. The award will be determined. By you, the fan, go to intv.org to see the latest standings of the goal of the week starting December 1st. At the wire, it's our next program that we have. Uh, meet the jockeys, owners, trainers, breeders, and the people that make the thoroughbreds finest uh, from farms, racetracks, and all over the world. IEN at the wire will let you know before they get there. At the wire, weekly on IEN. So that we're going to just do a recap of all the, um, uh, the different things that we have, um, you know, in the thoroughbred industry, racing uh, between the Breeders' Cup and the Kentucky Derby and 
you know, the Preakness of Belmont, uh, all the races that lead up to the Derby on our How to Get There segment in that. And it's really going to be quite interesting. And it's going to give you a lot of ideas of where you can go and how you can plan a vacation. Uh, now we go to our Quest for Equine Gold, which is all about um, the show horse industry. We're going to be talking here um, a little bit later about um, Quest for Equine Gold. It's called the Global Champions Tour. It's 12 different countries. Uh, they have uh, shows coming uh, to you live. Um, it's really great. Uh, it, it explains the show horse business, and it's amazing. Uh, they go everywhere, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Our next program is Flying Turns. One of the most exciting aspects of harness racing is the flying turns. Many races are won and lost in the flying turns as it was so-called from Freehold uh, Racetrack in New Jersey. Uh, they, they made it because it's supposed to be the half fastest half-mile track in the world. Um, so we'll go inside the standard bread industry, discover what it takes through the flying turn to get through the flying turns. From driver's view to the farm, where the flying turns are introduced to the young horses, we will see what happens in flying turns. Well, that, that's uh, one of the things that we're looking at here and we've just got so much that we can do on our program and we'd like somebody uh, to uh, get a hold of us and tell us their story uh, somebody anybody just call us at 323-744-4828 and tell us about your you know uh, equestrian experience uh, we have a last call uh, last call uh, the one hour program will be the end result of an eBay-style auction via the Internet, which will broadcast live on IEN's network of television partners, including in this network, uh, are Internet outlets, cable and satellite systems, plus domestic and international television. And on last call, it's really taken hold. Um, and with what we're doing here, uh, I'm getting emails constantly. Uh, about, um, you know, our last call uh, program here. Uh, for example, um, we've had the golf sales uh, that were in the UK. We've got um, Tattersall sales from uh, Europe. Uh, you know, it's a mixed sales that we have that comes out of France. Uh, there's just so many things that we have, you know, at the International Equine Network. And it's... Um, you know, it, it all takes a lot of us to do it, and I've been doing it for the last couple of years by myself, and, and it gets quite taxing, you know, to what I'm doing. Uh, we're trying to get a hold of some um, people to um, uh, get on the show with us, uh, commentators, professionals, other than myself. I'm not a professional by any means, but uh, we're trying to get some on. We had uh, Arlie on last week. Uh, She's a um, show horse rider. She rides all over the world. She does the Global Champions Tour. She rides here in South Florida, and she rides in um, in, in Europe. Uh, she's from France and uh, born here in the States in Michigan, but um, lives in France in the summer times and rides the circuit there. She's going to be joining us um, every now and then. Uh, we got a little project that we're doing now with her. Uh, we're going to go through uh, a morning with her when she goes to ride. And we're taking our GoPro and we're strapping it to her helmet. And when she gets out of the car, you'll see exactly what a show horse rider has to go through and do uh, during their during their morning training uh, uh, regimen. And that's going to be exciting because you're going to see it from her view and you're going to see it from the uh, view of the horse, uh, what it's like to go over the and jumps and how they tack them up, and it's going to be interesting. And you don't have to be a horseman to watch it, and that's what we do here. We do a lot of things here that you don't have to really know a lot about horses. But what you do have to do is watch us. And if you watch us, you know, you're going to really get excited about it. And a lot of these uh, events that we talk about here, you can go out and they're free in your local, in your local um, area. Uh, you know, for example, uh, one of the Things that the Jockey Club Thoroughbred Incentive Program started as, as they started um, a show circuit for horses that are off the racetrack that have, that have raced on the racetrack and they've retired. And a lot of horses, when they come off the racetrack, they get bored. They don't know what to do. 
uh, you know, and it's very difficult. They need a second, a second job, you know, or a second career, as they say. And the thoroughbred incentive program um, for the uh, thoroughbreds is just really going good. For example, we're going to have 98 shows here in Florida this year that are thoroughbred only shows, which is which is a classic. Um, you go all over the country, uh, you know, and you can see uh, where they ha have these uh, different shows. And in fact, uh, out in, in uh, Arizona, they got one show. Um, New Mexico's got two, 33 in Texas, 10 in Illinois, 37 in Indiana, 35 in, in uh, Ohio, 36 in Kentucky, 105 in Maryland. 105 shows in Maryland. And you can go out and see those for free. Take the kids and family out and it makes for a good afternoon or a good weekend and and that's um that's exciting to me oh there's that word exciting again i'm excited about saying excited um the other thing uh that um, we try to do is incorporate uh a lot of the trainers and owners and breeders and jockeys and everybody into programs like this so this year they had um there was a, uh, an organization here that's uh, it's called the Thoroughbred Makeover uh, uh, Association. They had 512 trainers were accepted to 2023 makeover competition. And, you know, it's amazing to see how fast these horses adapt to showing uh, after a race career. Um, you know, and some of them do it very well and get catch on quick. Other ones, it takes a while to do it. Uh, the Retired Racehorse uh, Project, RRP, announced today that 512 trainers have been accepted through the 2023 uh, Thoroughbred Makeover and National uh, uh, Competition presented by the Thoroughbred Charities of America, the world's largest, most lucrative retaining a retraining uh, competition for recently retired racehorses take place on October 11th and 14th, 2023 at the Kentucky Horse Park, awarding over $100,000 in prize money. So in other words, when these horses come off the track and you're going to be looking at at least 512 horses plus because that's how many trainers have been approved to participate in this project. And it'll be at the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington in October. That's right when Keeneland's racing in October, and they got sales coming up in October. So there's a lot, a lot to do in, at uh, Lexington in October. And it's really great to go see because you see the history of the horse. Uh, you find out um, who owned the horse, who bred the horse, um, who trained the horse, the races that he ran in, the races that he won. Uh, you see everything about his race career, um, you know, and the information on the horse. And then you see him jumping and doing dressage and all the different things that show horse people can do, you know, with these horses. And, and it's amazing what some of them can do, how they just uh, adapt to it. And I tell you what, I know a lot of people that actually have show horses that were better than they were race horses. And, and owners and trainers don't like to see that, but. It just goes to show you that the talent runs deep in the thoroughbred. And so that's what they do, uh, you know, at the thoroughbred makeover. Um, you know, I, I was just thinking um, if we could get somebody to write in our email, which is uh, ienequinetv at gmail.com, or call us at 561-466-1272, and find out um, uh, what your experience is if you have a thoroughbred uh, that you're showing. And you can participate in this project, too. Just give us a call, and we'll let you know, you know, what we can do to, to get you involved with uh, with the program. And I tell you, it's a great program because you get to meet the trainers of, of the people that have these horses. You know, uh, who knows? You might you might see a horse at D. Wayne Lucas train and he's now showing and you'd be able to meet D. Wayne Lucas and talk to him about, um, you know, the, the show horses, uh, you know, that you have, uh, you could do that. 
Um, or it could be a Todd Pletcher, it could be a Bob Baffert. Uh, you don't, you don't know what trainer uh, trained what or who or when or where, but uh, in the, um, uh, retired uh, racehorse project, you'll be able to, to, you know, get involved with it and be a part uh, of, this, of the horse industry. And I was, uh, but like, uh, like we were saying, there's so many things to do, you know, in the horse business, um, places to go. And I tell you what's really fun to do is just to go to, to your local tax shop. A tax shop is a place where they sell uh, saddles and harnesses and shampoos and brushes and any and everything for the horse uh, that they do. And I tell you, sometimes it's just kind of nice to go into a tax shop and see, uh, you know, what they have in there and see what all it takes to keep a horse in top uh, condition to race, uh, to show, uh, or to go to the sales or what have you. And the best part about it is that sometimes uh, some of the tax shops have uh, have uh, clothing and have boots and have gloves and uh, have jewelry and things of that nature. And they make good Christmas presents and good birthday presents and good best friend presents, um, you know, that you can get. Everybody always likes to have something, you know, horsey, and, and uh, they have them in the tax shops. But, again... It's just an afternoon, um, you know, that you can spend with your, with your family and, and go and see what all, you know, is out there and just kind of get a whole new experience, you know, and, and get introduced to the, uh, um, you know, the horse industry. Um, we have coming up, uh, the, it's called Chasing the Dream. It's about the, um, global champions, uh, tour. Um, it's on uh, IENTV.org, the Global Champions Tour TV, uh, that'll be coming up. We have uh, the one that we're getting, getting ready for down here is Miami Beach, April 12th through the 15th. And it's right on the beach, uh, it's in South Beach, and they build a stadium right on the beach. And, you know, on one side, you know, 50 yards away, you got the ocean, and on the other side, you got the hotels and, and and um, all the different restaurants that are available, and it's really good to go to. And it's a good weekend, uh, the 12th through the 15th is a three-day deal. There all these will be um, one or two, three-day, uh, you know, shows. And that's um, uh, really a good one to go to. And then, like I said, they travel all over the world, and Ari Harley uh, was with us last week. She'll be riding in these, these programs. Um, and we have Mexico City. Madrid, uh, St. Tropez, we've got Cannes, Stockholm, Paris, Monaco, uh, Reisenbach, uh, we have London, uh, Rome, New York, Riyadh, and Prague is where the playoffs will be at, uh, or be start, and then uh, Riyadh will be the finals in October 28th. So, you know, there's a lot of things to go see, and this truly is something that it's amazing to see because you have 25 of the top riders in the world riding. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's if you're going to, you know, advertise a product for your horse show, this is a show, you know, that you want to go see. Um, and that's the Global Champions Tour, which your schedule will be up on our website that we're rebuilding now um, coming up um, next week. So you'll have that. And you'll know where to go, where to go, and how much it's going to cost and how to get there. Okay, um, again, like I said, the business is really getting good here um, for all breeds, um, all disciplines. Uh, give me a good example. The Triple Crown nominees in 2023 rise 18% to 369 um, uh, horses. Now, when we talk about the nominations to the Triple Crown, when you nominate your horse, you not only have to um, have a good horse, but you got to have a horse that's going to run in the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. And that's a tall order right there. That is a tall order because, uh, you know, we have a lot of foals born every year. And only 20 of them make it to the Derby. 12 to 15 will be in the Preakness. And, you know, probably 8 to 12 in the Belmont. So you're in an elite group once you, once you 
uh, nominate to to the Triple Crown Series. And what I do is like on our road to the Kentucky Derby, how they get there. I go through and I look at all the um, uh, horses that are uh, nominated. And, you know, when, when you see 369 horses from the 2020 uh, full crop that were made eligible, they had to pay a $600 payment to, keep, uh, to compete in any leg of the Triple Crown Series. Um, you know, I tell you, you got to really have, have to think a lot of your horse to, you know, to get there. And it's, it's really tough in the business, uh, and especially the thoroughbreds, because you have to be very precise. You have to plan everything that you do. You've got to plan it out. Um, you know, and, uh, the least little thing can set you off track. Uh, like we were talking last week at, uh, New York at Aqueduct, uh, they had, um, uh, ice and snow and wind and, so they had to delay uh, the wither stakes to last week. And so that throws you off of your training schedule that you were on. So you got to make adjustments there. There's just so many things that, you know, that you have to do uh, with it. And, and you got to plan out every day that uh, you're going uh, from here on out has to run like clockwork. You know, you got to adjust your schedules here and there. Uh, there's just a lot of things that you have to do. Um, and, and I tell you, it's scary when you sit down and, and you know what, you don't realize how scary it is until after the Kentucky Derby runs. Then you look at back at your year and how did you get there? You know, did I do the right thing? Did I go to the right track? Did I get the right trainer? Do I have the right feed, the right transportation? Did I have the right blacksmith, the right jockey? Do I have everything right? You know, and it's just constantly going over in your head. What could I do? to tweak it a little bit just to get your horse, you know, that extra step and everything. And so this is what I like about the best part of Kentucky Derby, best part, bar none. Uh, it's not the hats. It's not the girls. It's not the mint julep. It's not the derby itself. This is the best part. And what I like about it is it lasts from May, uh, from April 27th to May 3rd. It starts every day at 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., and it says one of our guests um, for the favorite longtime Derby Week uh, traditions is back. Join uh, for the opportunity to see Kentucky Derby and Kentucky Oaks contenders train at the big races while listening uh, to experts commentator, a VIP experience at no cost. Remember, folks, at no cost. You can go over to Churchill in the morning from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Derby week, you can watch the horses train that are going to be in the Derby that are running on all the big stake races that week. You can sit there and listen to experts uh, talk about the business. You can listen. Uh, it's a VIP experience. It costs nothing. And that's what I like about it is a lot of our horse industry uh, um, shows and racing are doing things like this to help build a bigger and broader fan base. Uh, there is a, a breakfast buffet available for purchase only at, um, on April 3rd and May 1st. Those are the two days that they have that they're April um, 30th and May 1st. And, and it's really a good breakfast. It's a good southern down-home breakfast. you really like it, and the buffet is good, and, and you, you, you'll spend a lot of time in line there because the food is good right there. Um, so, you know, the, you can do things like this in a lot of the different tracks and, and um, you know, the different shows and, and the different uh, everything. It's really good. And, and that's why we try to uh, get people involved. Uh, you know, like, for example, uh, three-day eventing that's coming up in uh, the end of April um, at the Lexington Horse Park. You'll see uh, so many of the best three-day eventers and and three-day eventing is dressage, cross-country, and show jumping. And you see uh, people from all over the world that are there uh, for the race, uh, for the show. And uh, it's, uh, it's over three days. And uh, you'll see it. And it's in a beautiful setting there at the Kentucky Horse Park. And, um, you know, the food's good. Uh, everything's good. Uh, it's, into, it's at the end of April. 
and in Lexington at the end of April. We have Keeneland is finishing up its last week. Um, we have uh, the two-year-old or the horses in training sale. So there's so much to do there that week that you you won't get bored and, and you'll have plenty to do. But that's the three-day Rolex at uh, the Kentucky Horse Park that you'll be able to see there. And again, uh, you know, it's worth the effort to go because it's family, uh, things that you can do. Uh, you get to see all, all of the different things that are there. And who knows, you might see in, in the cross country, uh, you might see some thoroughbreds that were racing on the racetrack. Uh, it'll tell you all that and in the, in the information that they have with it. And so now uh, I'm get right into the 2023 uh, Road to the Kentucky Derby. And I tell you, guys and girls, it's really one of those deals that, um, you know, you just don't know what in the heck to do uh, about, you know, the Kentucky Derby. I like to educate everybody on what's going on, you know, uh, at the the, uh, Kentucky Derby. But it's really getting interesting now because um, there's a series of races that uh, these guys have to run through. Uh, you know, to qualify for enough points to get into the derby. And that has changed every week now since it first started back in September at the Iroquois at Churchill Downs. That's when you start earning your points. And then literally every week there's a, a race or two or three uh, derby point getters. And you got to learn where to take your horse and where to send your horse and, uh, you know, it's just so much. And you might run a bad race and, you know, well, just chalk that up to experience and look for the next race to run in. And some given time and point during this um, series of races, uh, qualifying races for the Derby, you're going to realize as an owner and as a trainer that this horse just doesn't have what it takes to get there. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of sad when you get off that derby trail because, uh, like they say, the derby is a chance of a lifetime and a lifetime of chance that um, you have with your horses. That derby dream is always there. And you like to live that dream right up until the day that they open, uh, that they, you know, uh, spring the gate and let them go, hoping that you're one of the 20 of the 20,000 foals that were born, you know, inter- domestic and internationally for the Derby. You know, and so, and it's quite sad when you, uh, when you're on that Derby trail and you run a race and you finish fourth or fifth and, you know, you realize that uh, you just don't have the horse, you know, to get there. And it's kind of sad, but nevertheless, you still keep following the Derby. You want to be a part of it. You want to be at Churchill in some way, shape or form if you're a horseman on Derby Day, uh, hopefully uh, to have one in the Derby, but if not, just to be part of Derby Week, have horses running there. Uh, and that's what you, uh, you know, you look for, you hope for with the Derby. And so, um, you know, we just try to do the things that we can do to get them there. And like our, our next uh, race that will be coming up, um, it's going to be, uh, let's see here, it will be coming up. Uh, I believe it is the Risen Star from the Fairgrounds this Saturday, and uh, we're right on the money there with it. Um, so it's it's going to be a good thing to watch. Come to IENTV.org. You'll be able to see it live. Um, it uh, from the Risen Star from the Fairgrounds in New Orleans. Uh, so that that that's another qualifier. But we're going to kind of backtrack here for just a second. And we're going to talk about the Derby Dozen. That comes out every week after the weekend. Um, Byron King's Derby Dozen is presented by Spencer Farm. And it's going to be um, every week it changes. It changes, you know, because horses are running uh, at these different events. And some of them are doing good. Some of them, you know, don't run good and they get off the trail. But uh, Cave Rock solidly in Derby Dozen after first breeze of 2023. Now, he breezed, uh, he, he's, a, he's a good horse. Well, I'm telling you, he is a good horse. And what I like about him is he's growing. 
He's getting bigger, he's getting stronger, and he's coming along. Uh, whether he'll peak by derby time, we don't know yet, but we'll know every weekend uh, when we see uh, his work results and, and racing that we have. Leading the pack is uh, was one of our um, clients that we have here at Palm Beach Downs is Todd Pletcher. Uh, Todd has a horse named Forte. Uh, he's a great horse. I mean, great, great. Um, he was uh, two-year-old of the year. Uh, he last worked uh, February 11th at 103 and 4, and all breezes came at Palm Beach Downs, which is our facility where the surface isn't, is not as quick as Gulfstream in, in, in South Florida. Um, Hall of Fame trainer Tom Fletcher has dialed up something more demanding this weekend toward the Colts' intended return to the March 4th Fountain of Youth um, at Gulfstream. Works aside, this coat notched three grade one wins last year um, and topped by the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, made a million five hundred thousand. So this horse is training excellent. Uh, just uh, unbelievable, you know, uh, how he's training. And again, uh, like we said, anytime you run, something could happen, and Todd's very patient, and he knows what he's doing because he's been there before and done that. Um, we have a horse called Arabian Night that's um, trained by Bob Baffert. Um, as of 14, uh, February 14th, no decision has been rendered by the judge in Kentucky related to Bob Baffert's request for a preliminary injunction that could allow the Hall of Famer trainer to run horses in this year's Kentucky Derby. He is currently barred from uh, Churchill Downs from running uh, at its tracks through early July, and the action taken by the track operator after Medina Spirit tested positive uh, for an illegal uh, drug in the system. Um, the thing that um, right now that we're talking about is uh, it shakes the Derby point system up a lot. And the reason it shakes it up a lot is because Bob has several, several good, I mean, you know, five, six horses that could possibly run in the Kentucky Derby, providing they could earn the points to get in and providing uh, that Bob Baffert is not training the horses. So that, the owners are kind of in a, in a jam here. Uh, they got to February 28th to train, to change trainers, uh, ch take the horses out of Bob's name and put them in a different trainer's name. And that trainer can't be associated or affiliated or connected with Bob Baffert in any way, shape, or form. And then from that point on, they will be able to earn derby points. So you're looking at the end of February. You're looking at March and April. You're looking at eight weeks to obtain uh, enough points to get into the Kentucky Derby, which is going to be almost impossible. Um, you know, it's going to be tough because you're going to have to go out and rent – and when uh, in the first series, uh, you know, at least one race or finish second or third. And then in the final series, uh, th that final leg, you're going to have to win one race uh, to get enough uh, points to get into the Derby. Because any of the races which they've won now in the past that had Derby points are available in it, if they were trained by Bob, they did not get those points. They did not get those points. So... Um, a few weeks ago, they had a four-horse field. All four horses were bobs. It was all derby points. All those derby points went for naught because they, you know, Bob can't can't have them. And, and so that's you know what you what you look at there. And like I said, every week this changes. Um, you know, you go up up and down the ladder here, and, and you take a look at it. Um, you know, you're looking at Arabian Night um, for Bob Baffin. Uh, sitting in there in second or third place. Then you're looking at Faustine. Um, it's another Bob Baffert horse, uh, you know, that's uh, winning and doing good. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, that those the whole whole works, um, everything, you know, up and down um, for all the people that are involved. Um, you know, you just come here and, and I, I just don't understand Um you know, why he just doesn't give the horses up and go from there. Uh, National Treasure, at number six, another Bob Baffert horse. 
you know, this horse is really doing good. Uh, you know, he's he's working his way in, into Derby points. Um, then all of a sudden you see uh, uh, Todd Pletcher comes up with Tappet Trice, um, and he, he's just like came out of nowhere. Um, it, you know, he, he came in, and, and all of a sudden he goes in, and he, he's running good, and then he wins. And so now, you know, Todd's got to figure out where do I put him at in, in this road to the Kentucky Derby. Um, you know, where's he going to go? Uh, he, he, he came over and he went to Sam Davis, uh, over at Tampa Bay Downs. So that puts him, uh, you know, in a good line for the Tampa Bay Derby. Uh, then, and then you have, um, uh, you know, uh, all, the Litigate is another, uh, horse that, um, you know, that Todd has there. Uh, I mean, sorry, I, Tampa Trice didn't win the, uh, uh, Tampa Bay, it was uh, litigate that won the Tampa Bay Derby. So now, you know, you got all these different horses here. You know, what do you do? Where do you go? Um, you know, do, do you ship out of state? Do you stay here for the Florida Derby, the Fountain of Youth, the Tampa Bay Derby? Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. You know, what all they have to do. Uh, a horse that's getting a lot of attention now is called Cave Rock. Um, he, he's another Bob Baffert trained horse. Uh, this horse is really good. Uh, you know, he's in the, he's in the Derby dozen. Um, you know, but again, you know, what do you do? Uh, Bob, we're talking about three or four of Bob's horses now, and those points are no good. You know, they're no good. It's like a monopoly money that you're getting. Um, you know, it's good to say, oh yeah, well, you know, I got this, this, and this, and. Uh, you know, but it's monopoly money that, that you're dealing with, monopoly points. Uh, so, you know, at some given time and point, some trainer, some good trainer is going to pick up a lot of good horses. That, that's for sure. You know, they're going to be ready-made and they're going to be, you know, they're going to be basically two months off the Kentucky Derby, eight weeks from the or Derby, you know, and they're going to be there. And, and they're going to have to make that decision by the 28th of this month. And, you know, there's reincarnate. Uh, again, another Bob Baffert horse. He's setting at 12. You know, so now you're looking, uh, uh, you know, you're looking at horses that, that, uh, four, five, six of these, uh, derby horses are Bob Baffert's. And you can imagine what it would have been like if Bob hadn't have been in trouble and he could walk over there to Churchill. Not only is he a triple crown winner and a multiple, uh, Kentucky Derby winner, he could have literally walked in with, uh, you know, six horses in the Kentucky Derby. And that's like one year we had um, here at uh, uh, Palm Beach Downs, we had four, almost five horses, uh, you know, in, in the Derby that came right out of our place under the Todd Pletcher, and, and, you know, uh, sign. So, you know, you just never can tell. But the one uh, uh, the one thing that is tough is, is earning these points. Um, on February 11th, uh, we had the El Camino Real Derby. Uh, it was a great race. Uh, you know, it's a good test uh, for your horses. It's a, the only thing is it's on an all-weather track, and it's a mile and an eighth. And, uh, you know, it, it was a, a close race. Um, we had um, Bob Baffert uh, had two in there. And, you know, he, he didn't do that good, was it? So they kind of, he ran, uh, uh, ran uh, second and, oh, what was it that he ran in eighth in there? Um, it, it was good horses. Uh, you know, you, you just never can tell what's going to happen. And that's what I'm saying. You got to make adjustments. And Bob has had to adjust his stable. And those are two horses that, that uh, will be good on the undercard at Churchill. You know, it, it was good. Um, but again, you know, it's like monopoly money, you know, yeah, you won, but it's no good. Um, one of the other races that we are talking about, uh, in the last couple of weeks was the Withers. Uh, the Withers was at Aqueduct. It was canceled and postponed a week due to, um, um, the, uh, weather conditions there. Uh, you know, you, you got to take that into consideration. Um, so now you got to, you know, you got to extend your training uh, a week. Uh, you got to readjust uh, and hope that the adjustments you make falls in line with the rest of your schedule. Uh, did a week off hurt them? 
Uh, no, it didn't hurt them. Uh, they got their derby points because they ran. And, you know, it, it's really tough, you know, when, when you get out to, to make those decisions, uh, you know, that what you've got to do. Um, Brad Cox has got a good stable of horses. He's got three or four for the derby uh, coming up this year. Um, we, we'll know more as the time goes on. Brad Cox, an excellent trainer. Um, he had a horse called Hit Show uh, came in. Uh, I was really surprised at this horse when the way he came down the stretch. Uh, this horse just, I mean, he just lit him up. And he he went by five and a half. And, and the horse, he went easy. He went, he, he, he drew clear uh, under a drive into the final uh, furlong. He drifted outside at the 16th pole and was placed under a hand ride to the wire. So when he got busy at the at the head of the stretch, um, you know, he got his attention and he drifted out a little bit, but it, it was a bad day. The weather conditions were terrible. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't all that great, you know, for him to go under. And then, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I tell you, uh, the, the Withers is always a great race. It's a good tune-up uh, because normally it would have been February 11th, and that would have given uh, 30 days to run one more time uh, to get Derby points, and, and because then that would get you into you know the March area, and then uh, two months to the Derby. So, but they're just off by a week and everything. Uh, so Todd Pletcher's horse Lenigate, um, he is a. Uh, uh, horse that, that I tell you what, this this guy jumped up on top of him, and man, oh man, let me tell you, this horse was a monster. Uh, I, I swear, it looks like uh, the uh, he, he grew three sizes from the time he walked onto the track until the time he got into the gate until he finished. Uh, this horse just, he just, oh my God. I, I, I was thinking, you know, this horse is, is really a young horse, um, had um, just a few starts, and uh, Louis Saez rode him perfect. Um, the horse went by uh, a length and a, and a quarter. Uh, he was just a monster. Uh, he's a nice uh, big bay colt by Blaine and out of a mine shaft mare, and this horse does have the breeding to go the distance for the Kentucky Derby. And I, I tell you, uh, if there's going to be any litigation done in this year derby, it, it's going to be by Todd Pletcher because he, he might just light them up with this horse. I don't know how good this horse is going to get. I don't know how how good he's going to get. I don't know where they're going to run him at. Um, I don't think they'll run him back in the Fountain of Youth. They might run him in the Florida Derby. But, again, when you get to a position like Todd does, um, you know, and Bob Baffert and, and Brad Cox, you got to really plan out your schedule good uh, uh, where you're going to go. Um, there are going to be a lot of good horses um, in the Ar Arkansas Derby, uh, the Louisiana Derby, the Santa Anita Derby. You know, you got to kind of look at that. And, and most of these guys are going to rule out Santa Anita because you got Bob Baffert's horses out there. Even though in the Santa Anita Derby, Bob won't be running any horses uh, for that he has now. And, I mean, he could be running them for you know for other people, but um, all his good horses, his Derby horses, are going to be uh, in other in the hands of other people. And this is what I look at: is I, I look at Bob running in a Santa Anita Derby with uh, uh, you might say his uh, second string. And he'll go out there, and if he wins the Santa Anita Derby, um, you know, he can come back and say, hey, you know, this horse went on to run in the Kentucky Derby, you know, that I ran against out here under a different trainer's name, but, you know, I beat him. So it's going to be, you know, interesting to see how how that goes. Um, I, I was really surprised, uh, you know, at, at that time and point um, to see what happened, you know, with him. But it's a whole different story. I get probably get you really confused now because I'm really confused myself here. And that's not exciting at all. So we have the Risen Star that's coming up uh, at the fairgrounds on the 18th, which is Saturday. It's a mile and, um, mile and an eighth uh, on the grass, I mean on the dirt. Uh, 
It's a four hundred thousand dollar purse. Um, post time is six fourteen um, uh, p.m. Central Time, uh, six seven fourteen Eastern Time. And man, is this place is this race loaded? Oh, I'm telling you, this is what you're afraid of when you get when you get into training. You're afraid that when you got your goal, uh, like we're talking about the uh, Kentucky Derby, how they get there, 2023. These are one of the nightmares that, that a trainer and an owner has. You like to catch some fields that are eight, ten, maybe twelve horses. You, you like to don't like to have a cavalry charge, uh, even though that's what you're going to have in a 20 horse field at the Kentucky Derby um, every year. But what you like to do is you like to bring them up slowly through through the races. And a lot of these um, pre-derby uh, races that you go to earn points, it'll be, you know, seven, eight, nine, you know, horses, you know, that type of thing. Um, like one, one of the, uh, the Tampa Bay Derby, it had 12, you know. So then, you, then you're getting into the, you know, to the bigger horses, you know, the bigger uh, fields. And so it's good schooling for your horse. Uh, you know, but then we look back at the weathers, it was a seven horse field. You know, so, uh, uh, you know, those are the kind of fields I like to catch because your horse can uh, be tested and, and you can think about where he's going and what he did and how he handled any dirt, any space and, you know, things like that. So that's what you look at there. But now all of a sudden you got all these good horses and you're, you're starting to look and see, Oh my goodness, you know, what are we going to do here? For example, you get a guy like Bright Cox, Bob Baffert, and Todd Pletcher. In the fairgrounds on February the 18th, and it's a great race. Prison Star is always a true test of, you know, if you've got a champion and a possible derby winner. But like I said, you got 14 horses now. So what happens? You look, Brad Cox has got Angel of Empire. Brad Cox has got Tappets Conquest in here. Brad Cox has victory formation in here. And so all of a sudden, you know, you get Brad Cox, Brad Cox, Brad Cox. So now Todd Putcher sends Kruppi over. Kruppi's not a forte and it's not a, a, a um, you know, a litigant uh, type horse, but it's a good horse. And so Todd could very well come over there to the fairgrounds from here in Florida and he could win it. And if he wins the race, now he's got three legitimate, solid top five horses for the Derby. You know, uh, it's just, you know, what the heck do you do? Steve Ashmussen's got two in here that, that, that are good horses. Uh, Silver Heist and um, oh, the other one he has is uh, Arno Clark and is in there. So now all of a sudden you say, gee whiz, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, that's going to be a true test on Saturday. We'll find out who who exactly has got, uh, you know, the, the, the three-year-olds are cutting down to size. And you're looking at, um, you're looking at probably for the rest of the season, I would say you're looking at about, uh, I'd say 40 to 50 horses that have legitimate, uh, you know, chances of running in the Derby this year. Uh, it's going to be an interesting, you know, way to see it and everything. And so um, I'm kind of excited to see how it's going, you know, and um, it's going to be there. And I did it uh, 96 times that I said exciting today in the show. So I, I got to my goal, uh, you know, I was getting close to it and everything. And who knows, I might be announcing races someday. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the day. <laughs> You know, but um, the whole point that we try to do here at IEN is trying to get people interested into what we're doing. You know, maybe I, you know, put a little bug in your ear and, and you'll go see the three-day Rolex or the sales or, you know, Quest for Equine Gold and, and you know, get the family out there and get outside and, and see the country. You know, you're looking at uh, every state has a horse event somewhere and uh, just call us and let us know and We'll be glad to, you know, let you know what's going on and, and you know, be a part of the of the IEN family, you know, to start looking at horses and, and, uh, and a good entertainment, good, clean family entertainment, you know, where you can get outside and get together for barbecues like it's a derby that's coming up. Um, you know, start planning your party now and, 
and uh, you know, you call us and we'll let you know where you can get derby uh, uh, items to have your own backyard party and and uh, really make it nice. So when uh, I enjoyed today uh, about um, the program that we had, I wish I'd have been a little better at it. But who knows? Maybe we'll get somebody to call us and say, "Hey, I'll be on your last call show. I'll be on your flying turn show." And uh, so that's what we're looking at. So you guys have a great weekend. Make the best of it. Do something with the family, and make memories. Make good memories, especially in the horse industry. We'll see you next week on International Equine Report. <laughs>